We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Wine with Meg and Mal. We're here to help beginners navigate the world of wine. I'm Mal and I have like three levels of wine glasses in my house. So I have the ones for when people are just like drinking and something's definitely going to get smashed. I've got like the okay level and I've got like the real fancy stuff when we open a good bottle. I am joined by Master of Wine, Meg Brotman. Meg, do you have fancy glasses too? I have lots of fancy glasses. I love that you keep the scuzzy ones for your friends. Like. Oh, I know. Well, depends what friends. Care and share. Uh, yes, I have loads of glasses, but um, I find that I just don't use them all that often. My husband uses ISO glasses, like those really small glasses. Oh, they're and horrific. I always, he's got two yeah. that he uses. And I have my everyday drinking ones, and then we have all these really special glasses that um, just sit <laughs> don't there. Get well, he just, oh no, I don't think, you know, they don't taste good. And I said, they do. Oh my God. It makes a difference. Yeah. But because you can't put them in the dishwasher, he's like, I'm not hand washing them. Oh, yeah. True. You do love a wine that can be dishwashed. <laughs> yes. What's the point yeah. of having a glass that can't be dishwashed? I mean, if That's you have better. to wash them by hand, you just end up breaking them. Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Meg, what have you been drinking this week? Okay, so over the weekend we had a Mount Brave Napa Cabernet Sauvignon 2016. So it's from um, Mount Vida, which Uh is an American viticultural area and EVE. Yeah. Um, And it was everything that Napa, all that is good in Napa Cabernet. It was delicious, concentrated fruit, lots of black currant, not cooked fruit, like lots of fresh fruit. Lots of oak, but really well integrated. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. You don't get much Napa here. No, it's really expensive. I think it, so it's, there's a very niche market for it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't really drink well under $50. Do you $50. think it's warranted? No. Yeah. A lot of it, it's, I just find the prices really high, but if you uh. think about the return on investment, you know, it's a million US dollars for an acre of land in Napa, so they have to have high prices before they even grow yes. great. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was great, but I didn't realise how expensive it was, and I've no. just googled it, and it's worth one hundred and eighty bucks. So oh my gosh! He chose it. He just Would that it have out. made you enjoy it more at the time? Yeah, good question. Don't know. Um, <laughs> I probably would have had higher expectations. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad, actually, yeah. in hindsight, now that you mention it, that I okay. didn't know. I yeah. just had it with some beautiful ripe camembert and yep. lovely bread. So oh. it, was, it was nice. Oh, lovely. And have you got a fun fact for us? My fun fact this week is um, interesting that uh, there's a group of Italian scientists who have started a petition claiming that biodynamic farming, particularly relating to viticulture, is witchcraft. And it should be banned in Italy. What in Italy they're saying that? Yes, they've I... declared that they um, that that the people who practice biodynamic viticulture it's like flat earthers, and all of this comes out. It's gone to the um, um, Italian Parliament, but it all comes about because they're trying to legislate rules for organic farming which is understandable Mm. so there's no fraud and everything Mm -hmm. involved with that and they want to the government want to put biodynamics in with organics and they're saying these leading group of scientists are saying no it's all witchcraft you can't do it It, to be fair though there is some weird stuff with biodynamics and wasn't the guy who created it um wait let's take a step back 
Explain dy- biodynamics, mate. So biodynamics was started up by um, Rudolf Steiner. Um, so some of you may have heard of the Steiner schools. And it's farming by lunar cycle. Yeah. And it's uses um, returning to the earth what you've taken away sort of practices. So they use a lot of composting. They'll only prune on a full moon. Um, they have certain other practices that people kind of find a little bit weird. But one of the other interesting things that I read was that biodynamic viticulture would never be able to be used for vegan wines because they use um, cows, Mm. corns and manures and things like that. So that is using veganism. If you take away the consumption of meat, veganism also applies to using animals for any form of farmed agriculture if that makes sense yeah yeah so i mean it's weird right they like they like um put manure under a thing and when the when the planet is in an exposition a horn has to be planted like there's some weird stuff involved yeah there's some weird stuff i mean famously henschke vineyard practice biodynamics and if you watch a lot of their videos that prue henschke does it's really interesting stuff whether it's commercially viable i don't know do you think it's a good thing yeah absolutely yeah biodynamics right yeah but i think on small scale i don't think on large scale do you think it's like just in the same kind of boat as organic? No. 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 <laughs> it's a lot more restrictive. You've yeah. got such a smaller time frame to do things because yeah. it's all based on the, the lunar cycle. So huh. it's a lot harder to practice biodynamics, I think. So what do you think about this that they're saying that it shouldn't happen or whatever? Well, really? I mean, if you legislate to put biodynamics in with organics, it's not going to change the world. Um, it's just going to legislate that there are laws around yeah. it. And I guess that comes down to labelling laws and, and yeah. you know, label integrity. So I don't have an issue. And seriously, I think calling them flat earthers is a, a little bit, bit extreme. extreme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not it's quite. Agri- it's a philosophical position, I guess, applied yeah. to agriculture. So I don't uh. know. All right. Well, let's get into it, Meg. This week we're talking about Anais, um, which is really cool. Um, we're kind of going a bit outside the box with this white wine. It is Italian, right? Yes, grown in Piemonte region, so up in the northwest of Italy at the foothills of the Alps, basically. Uh, Piemonte, if you speak Italian, means foot of the hills mm. or mountains. Um, so grown in Piemonte, Roero is one of the DOCs, um, DOCGs that makes it, and not really grown much anywhere else in Italy. So it needs a cool, likes a cool climate, but a long ripening season, which is what it is afforded. The other great variety that's grown in the same region is Nebbiolo, of course, Mm. which needs a long ripening season as well. So it has lots of white florals and just for me that beautiful backbone of acidity. It's just delicious and textured as well. Um, And I know that we're growing a bit of it in Australia at the moment. Is it becoming bigger around the world as well? Um, I actually don't know the answer yeah. to that question. I haven't really looked. I mean, we were recently in New Zealand. We asked, are you growing yeah. Italian varieties? But we were in Marlborough, yeah. which possibly could do it because they get so much sunshine and everyone that we spoke to said, no, we're, we're not. Yeah. Um, maybe in the Hawke's Bay region of New Zealand. I think in California people are looking at, mm. you know, 
red Italian varieties, but less so whites. Mm. But I guess particularly Napa um, and even Southern is more renowned for their reds than their their whites. So I don't know. It's an interesting grape variety. It means little rascal. Why? Because it's so difficult to grow in the vineyard. That's so cute. It can be um, quite... Well, not precocious, but it, it's flowering yeah. can be a problem. So set and then getting it ripe, you get a mix of those green berries and ripe berries. So yeah. you really need the proper site to grow it on. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm really keen to get into this. I found from like um, working in the cellar door something like um, a, our Pinot Gris is just so widely loved. Um, but the Arnais, people either like love it or don't like it at all i find it quite a polarizing grape so i'll be really interested to get into it and actually i'm not sure i've tasted um the italian style before as well so this is a um arioni roero anes it's a docg so it's not only controlled but it's guaranteed 2019 <laughs> sorry how do they guarantee it do they actually taste all of them they do you see mel will post a picture of the bottle but you see around the neck there's a little label Mm-hmm. And once this has been tasted, it means it's been approved and they're allowed to actually put that label on denoting that it is DOCG. So it's stamped and it has an actual number on it to tell you that it has been tasted. All right. So what we're expecting, I mean, I from our nose, I want white florals. I want some texture. Sometimes there's a little bit of that grippiness. So it sort of it feels almost tannic in your mouth and that's the phenolics. But acid. So I want it to be like what we call a bold pipette. I want it to have a straight line of acidity and then open up and then have a straight line of acidity on the finish. Hmm. Mm. A little bit neutral. Um, Is that normal the way I feel like? No, this is not... um, I normally do get, it's called Correggio, it's a Roero Anas, and that is really floral and delicious. I find this one is a little bit more mineral, mm. lemon pith, uh, wet stone, might need time to open up, but a little bit simple it's to like be It's like a honeysuckle or something. Yeah. There's yeah, like those white flowers. Yeah, it what, is a bit simple, but... What a friend of mine calls bride's flowers. <laughs> I don't know what that bride's means. Bride's flowers. White bride's <laughs> flowers. Um, yeah, there's no, I, to be honest, there's not a lot there. No, it's almost got this honey type, like, sweetness or something to it. Like, not residual sugar sweetness, but just. Yeah, that could be. There's a thing in wine that I don't know if we've discussed on the show before called um, Sweet Spot. So mm. when you've got a balance of fruit and alcohol and goodness mm. of the wine, when you first take the wine in, what the French call the attack of the wine, it gives you a perception of sweetness, but the wine's not actually sweet. Like this wine is very dry, mm. zero sugar, um, and has really good acidity as well. Yeah. I've got to say that's a little bit disappointing. Is it? What's the alcohol? Because it feels a bit warm as well for me. Uh, alcohol is 13.5%. So they normally run around the 13%. Mark. Okay. 19 around the world was quite a warm vintage. Yeah. So. Around the world. Oof. I know. Well, that makes it easy for us yeah. <laughs> to remember. Just, just reading today, the French have got all these mildew problems in Alsace because of all that rain they had in uh, Germany and everything. Yeah. It obviously hit that part of France as well. So, yeah. That's a nice one to have up your sleeve, though, everyone. Just like no matter what region you're drinking from, be like, oh, 19. It was a good year in yeah, filling this gap. Year. It, it was. Warm year. It was. <laughs> I love that. All right. 
Um, so I'm not quite sure which order to taste these. I've got King Valley, Adelaide Hills, and then Yarra Valley. I know what ours is like, and it's quite it's quite rich. So I'm thinking we'll go King Valley because it's very cool. Mm-hmm. So King Valley, for those of you who don't know, is up if you're driving from Melbourne towards the snowfields, um, towards Albury. It's the King Valley. There's a wine route. You may know Brown Brothers at Millowa. Um, there's Beechworth is in the same sort of region. Very cool Alpi- Alpine. I, I do laugh, Australian <laughs> Alps, but it's, it's we call it the Alpine Valley. Um, it's long ripening season. Altitude plays a part, but cool. And there are a lot of Italians here. Yeah. And there are a lot of Italian grape varieties. So it'll yep. be an interesting wine to taste. All right, let's get into it. So this wine's from Pizzini. It's from the 2020 vintage, which... Um, I just think, my goodness, hats off to you because 2020, the Alpine Valley was, or that region was really hit with smoke taint. Yeah. Or fires and smoke taint. Um, The thing is with smoke tainting grapes, it affects red wine because we ferment red wine with the skins, whereas white wine's not affected. And this would have come in earlier. And I've heard, Meg, that with smoke taint, often you can't tell whether or not it's been smoke tainted until the wine has actually been made. Is that yes, true? because the compounds um, bind to sugar. Yeah. So during the fermentation process, they're cleaved from the sugar. They're taken away from the sugar, and that's when they become free. Yeah. And that's when you can tell the wine. So one of the ways that we test for smoke taint is... You take the grapes, you send them off to get analysed, mm-hmm. but then you do a small uh, laboratory fermentation and then you send that wine, which will never be bottled, mm-hmm. um, off to get analysed and that'll tell you whether it's got smoke tape. Yeah. This is delicious. Um, yeah, I, I rate this over the actual Italian one. So on their label they say floral, spice, pear and almond and it is all of that. Yeah. Beautiful acidity. Yeah. How much was fresh. this? Not expensive. No, Pizzini isn't normally very expensive. I've got the receipt. Nice. I rate that. Well done, Pizzini. (laughs) Very, very good wine. Yeah, Um, it is. And I just think this is very young wine. It has a little bit of spritz on it, so it's obviously been bottled with a little bit of carbon dioxide. Um, So it just says to me that it's going to age. I haven't had a lot of aged Arnais, so I would love to know Mm. how they, they progress. But I think this would age beautifully. More of that almond character. It's got um, a really nice mouthfeel as well. Very chalky, slaty mm, almost. Like yeah. that wet stone just finishes really clean. And I'm just thinking goat's cheese. Oh, my God. Literally, that was the question on my lips. What, what, what would you eat with this goat's cheese? Oh, my God. You know that grassiness of goat's cheese with that? Because yes. that you know, goat's cheese has that fat in it that almost finishes chalky. Mm. This wine finishes chalky as well. And goat's cheese, I'm talking about a fresh, curdy goat's cheese, not an aged yes, goat's cheese. Yes, yes. Um, I just, mm. Oh, that would be awesome. Because, like, once again, I feel, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I feel like this, like, almost honeyed type of, I don't know if it's the texture and the flavours combined or something, but it, there's almost this, like, um, it feels like a sweetness to me. Okay. I don't I'm, not, I'm not seeing that, but honeysuckle is a common descriptor for anise, so it yeah. could be yeah, that just that's like what you're it's, and it's so floral and combined and sweetness with sweetness. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely though, and that would be awesome with um, goat's cheese. We can hear my little dog growling away in the corner here. What's she doing? I think she wants to go outside. Who knows? <laughs> but thanks for looking after us, Zoe. 
So the next one I have, and I've never heard of this winery, is 10 miles east, east, Adelaide Hills, and it's a 2015. So there, I got this. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got this through Nick's Wine Merchants, and I, I ordered it like last week, and I was thinking, what are they doing? It's taking so long. Went back and looked at my order and saw that I'd ordered the 2015. So they've obviously had to go back oh. to the winery. And Nick's is, uh, they're only online and yeah. click and collect now, for, or you can, they can get it delivered. Um, they are a wonderful wine merchant, the old term, and they really yeah. are. So I got this for the very reason that it's six years old. Yeah. And it's from Adelaide Hills, and I've never heard of this winery. I think it's kind I of a – love the label. It's almost Dali-esque. I just went to a surrealist exhibition in New Zealand. So mm. oh, listen to you. It sounds like cultured, man. I mean, look at me <laughs> travelling and going to exhibitions. <laughs> Um, um, so this will be interesting. I mean, the colour says to me it's still incredibly young. What's the alcohol in I this love one? That. Um, Twelve and a half. Okay. Oh, it's just like it's um. So this label we're looking at, it's done this a really nice job of instead of just so Pizzini had written on it florals, spice pear, whatever, but um, this ten miles east has actually got almonds and. Is that apricots? Apricots and apricot kernel, which is another descriptor. Yeah, there you go. And it's like all meshed into this beautiful hillside sort of thing. It's like they've brought the tasting notes to life instead of just saying them. But I'm sorry, there's a cat on the side. That doesn't mean it's like cat's pee, does it? I don't know. I think the cat's just there for looks. <laughs> Let's hope not anyway. We'll see. As are we. I'm sure you'll tell me in a second. Jeez, it looks like water. Yes. I mean, incredibly light in colour. 2015, I'm just trying to think back in the Yarra Valley what it was like. If it was a great year for us, I really don't know what it was like in Adelaide Hills. But the, the, the first impression I got when I smelt this was hamon. You know Serrano ham where they cut it yes. on a big thingy? I don't know. But now I'm looking, I'm seeing some more slate. I'm definitely seeing almond and apricot kernel. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's the power of suggestion from the label. It's like voodoo. But still very floral and young. No age characteristic whatsoever on the nose. Almost like this like lemon sherbet type Mm. thing. Sherbet bombs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lemon ones though. Beautiful honeysuckle again. Um, a little bit of, I get a bit of peach and nectarine. Oh my in this god, one. I love that. It's divine, isn't it? That's awesome. Again, can't How remember. is it a 2015? I know. I mean, the acidity's high. Mm. It's, it's very, very high. I think we'll be ordering half a dozen yes. of those and laying them down to see how they, they age. But it's so complex as well. Like, I feel like there's so much on the nose, so much in just like happening and then after you swallow the length you just keep tasting it and it's got this beautiful like kind of progression of taste but there is this certain funk in there there's Mm. something porky that i if you hold it in your mouth and you suck a bit of air i mean porky sounds horrible but there's something prosciutto-y yeah but like in a good way Mm. yes yeah it's like a salty type savory yeah. Maybe it's because I'm craving prosciutto with that. Yeah. <gasps> prosciutto and melon, that classic Italian one. Imagine yeah. that with that one. Oh, my God. Superb. Seriously, that is very, very good wine. That so is very good. We'll put this up on the um, Well done. Yeah, we'll put – do we put um, 
If we put up a link to Nick's My Merchants, would, yeah, well, would other can, people be able to buy this? Yeah, uh, it was it was on their website. Yeah. Um, when I, I just put in Arnace and it comes up with a number of wines and I got the Roero from there as well. Um, so, yeah, but we'll get in first. I mean, I'm guessing <laughs> this might be... We'll put sellers, in our water sellers. if there's anything I mean, left you guys can. Yeah, give that another <laughs> 10 years. That's <sighs> one to really hide away. Yeah, Just yeah. out of interest. I'm not guaranteeing Completely. anything. I've got no, no idea how it's going to age. Yeah. But I just looking at it now, it's such a baby. It's six years old. Yeah. Um, delicious wine. Fabulous. Fantastic. Okay. What a great find. Um, do you know how much it was? I've got, I'll give you the prices later. I've got the receipt in my bag. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. We'll put them all up in the show notes. So if you're on Spotify or Apple, just have a look down into the details section and we'll put all this information there. I'm, I'm hopeless about knowing what I paid for. And it's, it's, I think I've psychologically convinced myself in life not to know. Oh, good, so then yeah. I just buy wine and I don't really, don't really look at the prices. Last night I was choosing what to open and I just chose by what I felt like rather than, you know, whether it was fancy or not. And I ended up opening like this $60, $70 bottle just willy-nilly and being like, oh, let's just like have a glass. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we are recording this in – Lockdown. True, that five. absolutely comes into it, doesn't and it? And we still don't know how long we're going to be locked down for. So, I, yeah, I agree. We need these Go little joys. It. I think so. As you said, do yes. lockdown as best you can. Yeah, what do whatever you need to do to get exactly, through it. <laughs> exactly. And if it involves, what was the wine? Um, oh, it was Ocean 8 oh, uh, nice. Pinot Noir. So it's like unfiltered, unfined, natural ferment, kind of like a hippie wine, but it was beautiful. Was that from your trip to? It was from my trip to Mornington. I still got the wine that you bought me. No. <laughs> um, so lastly, we've got the Rob Dolan um, Arnais. So this yeah. is from Maramong. Maramong's in um, off the Marinda Highway towards Hillsville. So That's the, a vineyard, right? Not a region. It's a vineyard, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's between. Closer to Hillsville, but between Hillsville and Coldstream. Um, if any of you know Yarra Yering, it's just in front of Yarra Yering. So one of our um, premier vineyards, it grows a range. It's where our Pinot Gris from, which is really famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Anais, this is from the 2018 vintage. Um, again, a warm year, but... This is much more textured than the previous two that we had. Mm-hmm. This has more. We um, why is that? We do a little bit of skin contact. We've got uh-huh. an old oak fermentation because all these wines with the black label are small um, batch fermentation. Yeah. We get to play around a little bit more mm. with the winemaking. And um, Adrian, our winemaker, has an Italian background, so he can't and he's worked initially, so he kind of mm. has a feel for these Italian varieties and how far you can push them without them mm. making them undrinkable. So. It really does have a lot more texture than the others. Mm. Um, I find it a lot more like mineral and slaty as well, actually. I kind of get less fruit. I get a lot of that floral, that white bright yeah. flowers on this. Um, yeah. And then, again, what I call that pipette, bold pipette. So it comes in really acidic, or nicely acidic, and then fills out and then finishes on that chalky, mm. fine acidity. It's a very delicious wine. I mean, we are oh, a little bit biased. Wine. I did an Arnais off with my husband the other night because he makes Arnais. And while there were similarities, and this is the thing I love about winemaking and winemakers, he's in the Yarra Valley as well at Stefani Estate. Um, 
high altitude site and completely different growing conditions to Maramon. You have that the familiarity of Arnaz, mm. but different styles yeah. of wine. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, I actually preferred ours, but he, of course, had to prefer his. We should have done it blind. We should have got the kids totally to set it up blind. should have done it blind. got the kids to set it up blind. He would have loved this place. He's got children. I, I know, our poor children. <laughs> well, I mean, Pete comes home the other night with this flask that seriously looks like a urine sample and puts it in the fridge. And Lily opens the fridge and goes, oh, my God. Put it into a bottle, and I said, "No, no, it's wine that Dad wants me to taste." Oh my god! So yeah, our poor children. Um. So and like, I actually will maintain this. So most of the wine that you buy in Australia, most of our most popular varieties, they are super fruit driven. Like the main thing that you're going to taste is fruit. Yep. And for all of these wines, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me is that any fruit characters that were in the back, they weren't kind of the first thing that you're tasting. So definitely, I think if you're going to drink Arnaise, you need to go in knowing that and don't expect this super uh, like friendly fruity yeah start to celebrate the savory this is the yeah. thing about italian whites in general one of the uh, high acidity mm. moderately high acidity is one of the the keystones of of italian white varieties but they have a lot of that almond, almond meal, almond yeah, kernel, yeah. raw almond, apricot kernel. With this savouriness, this wet stone, what I was describing in that older wine with that, that jamon, um, prosciutto, they have the, – the, they don't ever overpower what you're eating. They really yeah. walk side by side with, with food. Yeah. Um, and with white wine – in Italy, it tends to be more an aperitivo mm. style. You have it while you're having something to nibble on, you know, a chunk yeah. of parmesan cheese or some prosciutto, olives or whatever. And yeah. I think we see that in these wines. That, that There is almost a briny saltiness that makes yeah. you want salty things yeah. like salamis and prosciutto. And yeah. Beautiful, beautiful wines. So I think if you're new to the podcast um, – and a lot of people do taste along. So when we talk about a varietal, they'll taste it that weekend or something. If you're tasting along, I'd probably recommend going back to the start. Taste through the Chardonnays, the Sauvignon Blancs, Rieslings, stuff like that. Kind of get used to it. And then when your palate's kind of ready for something different and new, work your way up to Arnaise. If you're a big wino and you're used to tasting different kind of things, you'll absolutely love it if, you're, if you haven't tasted it before. Oh, for sure. And yeah. have it with food. Have something. Yeah, Absolutely. Some goat's cheese if you have a pizzini. Awesome. Well, that's it for the Arnais. Uh, let us know if you have any questions about this varietal. But do you know what? Before we move on to the question of the day, Meg, I have to say one of our listeners found Judith. <gasps> Where's Judith? Is she real? She's real. She has a total of 27 followers on Instagram. She is from... Well, I'm, I'm not a millennial, so that doesn't define a person. Okay, I'm sorry. It doesn't... You have although she does one tell me picture of me but you know <laughs> i've been trying to get you okay. to <laughs> i will get there folks go get there but no here's the thing right she um she, she has a wine blog she exists um it says on her instagram that she's a wine judge but she doesn't even claim that she's a master of wine so we don't hold this against judith it seems to just be this company that is calling this out on her behalf mm, or she's agreed to it or she's agreed to for it a kickback 
Yeah, well. Um, because you don't claim you're a master of wine. I mean, I actually went back and had a look at the, the post to see whether or not it was written in a funny way so that you couldn't construe it as master of wine. And it's very fact, explicit. No, it's very explicit that she, yeah. they claim Judith is a master of wine. But um, it's kind of like that show Don't F With Cats. <laughs> we, we had people tracking you, 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 you can swear if you like. We're an 18 plus audience. Okay. I don't know if any of you have seen the Netflix show Don't Fuck With Cats. Um, where they tracked down a murderer um, yeah. based on the fact that he killed some cats and they wouldn't have been driven to do it if he just killed the person, I think. They did it because he killed cats. <laughs> um, but people have been out finding – and how, how long did it take people to find her? Why couldn't we find her? I don't know, but thank you, Kat, our listener who – so Friday, literally the day we posted the podcast, we got an You're inbox. You're amazing, Kat. Hashtag is this Judith with all of these links to her. It's amazing. And are all the links to do with pure wine or is it just? One of them. She did a blog about it. Oh, and by the way, the blog she did about it included a 25% off discount <gasps> if you yeah, bought she's, it she's through reading. Yeah, she's getting. She's getting money. Yeah. No two ways about it. Judith. Um, I know. You know, hitch your ride to the right pony. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's go to our question of the week. All right. So this question is from my mother, actually. (laughs) This question's from Mel's mum. My question from my mum. Answered by Meg. Yes. Alliterative. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. My um, my sister, um, she she got her Pfizer vaccine. She was feeling a bit down. She she doesn't normally drink much, but it was like it was time to open a bottle of wine. She opened this lovely bottle. Um, It's called Nakuji. It's from Gippsland area. They make amazing Chardonnay. And she dropped the rest off to my mum because she didn't want to drink the whole Think she's she's very good at not overdoing it. Oh my it. goodness! How I know. far apart do they live? You would not. Oh, like five minutes. Oh, okay. But you wouldn't think that we're related. She has two glasses, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm done." No. Anyway, so um, my mum messaged me saying this wine is so damn smooth. Uh, got me thinking. What actually makes a wine smooth? Is it smooth as in a taste, or is it smooth in texture? I know it tastes smooth, and it, that, that's the word that comes to my head. But I'm not sure what it is about the wine that's making it smooth. Everything, balance, balance. So the acidity is balanced with the fruit, which is balanced with the alcohol, which is balanced with the oak because it's chardonnay. I'm assuming there's some oak in there, so it's all yeah. of that. You know what we call seamless. Yeah. When you taste a wine, and everything just goes together sometimes when you put on an outfit and you know things are jarring my outfit today (laughs) but sometimes you just put it on an outfit you go yes that is a seamless outfit and that's what that's what we aim for in wine but our palettes are different so you know i would say that that um what's it called 10 miles east is a seamless kind of wine. Yeah. Everything just falls in together, but it's not a friendly wine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah smoothness is, is just all about everything in perfect equilibrium and there's more than two elements. Yeah, that's a really nice description because it's like sometimes you taste a wine and, like, the acid just jumps out at you yeah. instead of being really well integrated or the oak jumps out at you or something will jump out and, yeah, yeah smoothness. This Mount Brave yeah. wine, which I subsequently found it's worth a lot of money, um, that was a smooth it was just seamless everything yeah. you tasted the fruit and then the oak came in and you didn't see yeah. the fact that it was 14.5% alcohol mm. and yeah it's kind of what we're looking for and Chardonnay is a great variety that you can do it with yeah. because you've got 
more room to move in the winemaking sphere than you do with, say, our nace, for example. You know, it doesn't see oak. Yeah. We, we do put it in old oak, which is, I think, giving us that fatness. But, yeah, smoothness is um, it's just like you, Mel's mum. <laughs> Smooth. Balance. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's all we've got time for. Hope that helped, Mum. And we'll I'm definitely buying that wine based on that review. Nakuji. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to get you a bottle, make. Honestly, it Never is. Heard of them. Oh my god, it's so good. They do Lily Grace. Everyone listening, go buy Lily Grace Chardonnay. It's absolutely beautiful from Gippsland. All right. Hometown. My hometown. Your that's why I'm passionate about Gippsland. All right. Well, that's all we've got time for. Send us your uh, questions as always. And until next time, we hope you enjoy your next glass of wine. Do well.